Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely great to be with you guys. It's Tuesday, which means I'm here with the, the bestie. The best that there is in 49ers. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Representing baby. Wayne Breezy, the man. I got the shirt on today. Thank you, Ty. You're the best there is. Wayne, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm doing real good. I'm just waking up from a nap, so we're going to have some fun. I was knocked out. <laughs> that East Coast time is just such a big difference to the, the West Coast time frame. But, it, you know, when we message each other, we're always it's, – it's fun just because three hours difference, that changes everything. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. We've got a great show for you guys today. I'm excited. We There's 49ers moves. There's Ian Rappaport doing Ian Rappaport type things. We've got this or that, which is one of my favorite things that we did last year right before training camp. But uh, I'm going to put Wayne to the test. Um, he doesn't know it yet, but it's going to be fun. He's going to be of making some very crucial decisions for us. And I, I think it's good because when we do this on the fly, Wayne just hits it out of the whole freaking park every time. Like, it's, it's you know, I'm the assist guy. He's the slam dunker. That's just what it is. I'm the Stockton. Not Malone. I hate Carl Malone. Uh, <laughs> what's another? I'm Penny Hardaway. You're Jack. I like go. it. I like there it. We, go. we got like the Godfather it. in the chat. What's up, Nicholas Parr? Thank you so much. He says, "My brothers, John and Wayne, thank you for always keeping it real, entertaining us. Can't wait until the schedule comes out in a couple days. We can start planning the rush road trips. It's going to be epic. Go Niners, man! How are you feeling about the schedule, Wayne? I'm feeling good, man. Look, I, I they broke the news saying that this possibility that the Niners may not be playing in London, so I was a little down." about that but hey man i'm i'm all for it i can't wait to join some of these rush road trips we're gonna have a great time we're gonna, we're gonna give you guys the greatest experience of all time i'll tell you that it, i'm pretty pumped because the schedule's gonna come out we're gonna get everything all the dates situated and then we're gonna make sure that we get you guys taken care of and we're gonna be traveling a lot this year probably not doing every road game but we're gonna be doing enough that you know hopefully you can come out and see us now one thing that I th did think was interesting about the schedule everybody keeps saying 49ers Eagles week one that's what they want to see I hate to burst y'all's bubble uh the Kelsey mom came out and let out on Facebook uh, which is hilarious that the Chiefs and the Eagles likely uh she has been told they're playing week two. Oh, I don't think there's any way in the world the NFL schedule would do 49ers Eagles week one, Eagles Chiefs week two. Those are like two of the most premium matchups of the whole year. They usually like to save those a little bit, don't you think, Wayne? Yeah, but you know, the way that the season ended for the 49ers last <laughs> season was a bit salty. Uh, and why oh, not yeah. spice oh, it up a little bit with some cayenne ghost pepper? Week one, Monday night football. What? That, that would be crazy, right? Niners on Monday night, like which we've played before on Monday night. Uh, usually we're the, the, the later game if we were at home, but we'd be on the road. Well, we don't know what we're going to be, actually. So it's going to be interesting. But if we're playing the Eagles, it's going to be on the road. But it would be cool if it's a Monday nighter. I could dig it. It is. And, and like I will say this, though, man, again, like I look back over the past schedules that initial Monday night game, usually not a blockbuster because everybody's going to watch it no matter what. That 49ers-Eagles matchup just screams November to me. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what's going on there. Now, let's talk about some new 49ers, which is always fun. 
Um, the 49ers announced three new players uh, that have officially signed. Quarterback Brandon Allen, who we already knew about. Um, he's going to be the quarterback four, quarterback three for training camp. Um, I don't think it's going to be long until certain, you know, People start putting out there that Brandon Allen's pushing for Trey Lance's spot, and Trey Lance will be quarterback <laughs> four. Uh, how long do you think it's going to take until the nonsense gets that far? Do you think it's going to happen? The, the nonsense won't get that far, guys. It it, it better not happen. Not on my watch. It's not going to happen. Uh, there we go. Trey Lance is going to throw his first deep pass, and next thing we're going to forget about all the other quarterbacks on the roster. I can tell you that right now. Once that and, first you know, deep pass is completed. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. The funny thing about Brandon Allen is, like, he was the number two quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals last year behind uh, Burrow the whole year. Uh, he comes Correct. here, he's he's quarterback four. It's just the Niners are doing things differently at the quarterback position. Insulation, insulation, insulation. Bro Montana, he says, Marlon Davidson, remember him coming out of the draft in great defense? Uh, he can't body or will he play? Wayne, you did some pretty cool video uh, breakdowns on Twitter, which was awesome. Uh, what you. are your thoughts on this new defensive tackle, defensive edge? He's a weird guy, kind of all over the place. It's funny because the 49ers always get their guy. And you're probably saying, what the hell do you mean by that, Breezy? And it's like they may not draft a player, but they have certain players that they've had their eyes on since the draft process. And if you go back to 2020, John and I did an exercise where we broke down the defensive tackles who were taken in 2020. It was Derek Brown to the Panthers. It was our guy and Javon Kinlaw. And then it was a bunch of really, I, I, I was know. high on Elliot. I was it, high on. Yes, Elliot you were. Yes, you were. Has and not then, played well. And then you had this guy, Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. And so you're saying to yourself, what are you going to get in the Marlon Davidson? Where are you going to get another uh, guy that's pretty, you know, he, he wants to attack the quarterback. This is more like your pass rushing defensive tackle, a guy that can probably come in and spell a couple of snaps for a guy like Javon Hargrave, right? Opposed to your run stuffing defensive tackle like Javon Kinlaw. So the 49ers are just looking to big and, and uh, uh, build in the trenches, right? You, you guys say we need the trenches built, and that's what they're doing. They're getting in players that they feel like they can get some productivity. Now, you're not going to get the high production in sacks. He didn't play much. Uh, he didn't have, a, he has one sack, but he does have a pick six on the the GOAT in football, if you guys think Tom Brady's the GOAT. My bad. I forgot it's Joe Montana. But you get what I'm trying to say. Like, he did pick six Tom Brady, something that the 49ers are familiar with. And so, look, this guy might be able to come in. And here's the upside for Marlon Davidson. You're going to get a young kid that wants to hit. Like, at the end of the day, he wants to hit. He has the ability to do so. And he's going to be put to test and the best. He's going to be put through the fire, right? He's going to go through the best defensive line coaching he can get in his entire career, John. And that's how I'm looking at this. And if he can make this roster, whoopity whippity do, we're going to have another guy in the stable for that pass rush from the interior. Yeah, I, I think this is uh, him versus T.Y. McGill. And I think they have different skill sets, but for that kind of one of those last defensive tackle spots. I went back, and I love this. One of my favorite things about doing all this draft work is you keep it, um, and you get to kind of read back and see. He was drafted the second round by the Atlanta Falcons in 2020, so not, not too long ago. Hasn't worked out. Um, they moved on. This is my pre-draft before he played one snap in the NFL. Uh, real quick. Um, played on the edge for four years, but lacks spin to be an edge player. Will be an interior guy. Looks funny because he stood up at Auburn. He played linebacker and would rush from a two-point stance at over 300 pounds. It was, it was weird to start with. Um, very good motor for a big guy. Hips are really good for his size. The more I watch, the more I like. Um, then I said he either has to drop 20 pounds and play edge or bulk up. Um, and so we'll have to see. I, they definitely decided to bulk up. Power player, very good hands. I had a late second-round grade on him. Just hasn't panned out. Uh, but Reclamation Project, as Big Papa said, Kosarek, get him in here. Let's make it work. I love these types of plays. Cleveland Farrell, same thing. Austin Bryant, same yeah. thing. We'll see. Um, and then one more that we know about, tight end Troy Fumagalli, baby. Fumagalli. Bringing he's, it back. He's back, man. And, and and you know, people said we wanted more tight ends in camp. Now we have six. 
Right? You said that to uh, Friday on yeah. your, when we were on your show Friday. It's crazy. You said too many wide receivers, not, not enough, enough tight, ends. tight ends, and and they added they added a good old vet, which is weird to me, John, because I counted ninety, and then we added a couple of more. So that means that gives us ninety two because I already counted in Allen, and so I'm a little interested to see who they're going to let go. Now, one thing that's interesting, last year they had 91 players going into camp because I don't think Alfredo Gutierrez counts. Okay. I think he's still part of the roster exemption. I'm not 100% sold on that. I thought that came down to season starting, but it could be for the 90, man. You're right. And so, like, they might only have to cut one player. They might only have to cut one. Correct. So we'll see. And we'll find out. If they cut two, then we know – he doesn't count. If they cut one, point. look at you, man. Dude. I just had to be on it. You got to be careful point. with that soundboard from what I hear. Um, <laughs> I love those guys so much, man. And here's my thing is I love everybody. I love all, all the people. I have no problem. Uh, I'm sorry. I, was, I love those guys, man. They're incredible. I, they I just are. Like I just, you know, it is. It's I'm a friend of the show. Um, I've been on their show a couple times, and I always have a good time. always have a good time. Um, good group of anyway, let's talk. Okay, let's transition. And I'm not the guy that likes to talk quarterbacks. But I got to say, it has been freaking hilarious seeing everybody walk back to Sam Darnold, whatever stuff, after Ian Rappaport go, and I don't even want to play the clip. I cut the clip. I don't even want to play the damn clip because it's trash. Um, He just made stuff up. And so Ian Rappaport, I'd say probably the number two insider in the NFL. You got Schefter, and then you got Rappaport. And, you know, he goes on, I think it was on Pat McAfee over a week ago where he said, hey, guess what? Sam Darnold's going to be the starting quarterback week one. But he was saying it like he had inside information. He wasn't saying it like it was his he opinion. He said he had it like, yeah, like he had a source on the inside. Yeah. And yeah. everybody took it and run with it. You, you got people saying he's the greatest thrower of all time for the 49ers. You got everybody saying, oh, the 49ers are leaking information to him because, you know, they want everybody to get ready for it, all that stuff. Well, all that now has been disproven by Rappaport, which, again, not a credible source when it comes to the Niners. Find one time he has been right about the 49ers quarterback situation, and it'd be the first time you see it. But – Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He comes out and says, well, he got pushback from the Niners on why he doesn't think why he's discounting Trey. And everybody else is discounted as well. You know, Mayoko even came out on yesterday's show, which you should go listen to. He's incredible. Do I like the statement he made? No. I thought it was silly. But he even addressed it in his latest podcast, saying it was a ridiculous statement. And, you know, everybody's kind of whatever. I don't know. Wayne, you are usually one of the most rational people I know when it comes to this stuff. And I'm always just like, man, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. That's kind of my MO. What are your thoughts on this with them coming back and just saying, yeah, that was just my opinion. Nobody has told me that. I mean, if you're not talking 49ers, then you're irrelevant, right? And so I, I it's unfortunate, you know, people say, you know, we do things for clicks and we're just putting out the information on how we receive it and what we get. And what he came out and said was, if you go back to the Ian Rappaport situation, there was not even a Trey Lance mention in his statements about the quarterback position. It was Brock Purdy healing, and it was Sam Darnold being the guy that was probably going to be starting. been on that. Yeah, and that's what it was. And so, yeah, everybody was going to run with it because they're like, oh, he's a connected guy, so he must have some type of inside information. Then the bumble clock comes on national uh, TV with Pat McAfee because I international because we're on YouTube. And then he comes <laughs> on international TV and says, you know, he was kind of making it up. It was his, it was his opinion. And now, oh, so and now it's okay. I y'all better give him all the flack. I want him to get all the smoke. All of it, because let that have been one of us. Y'all wouldn't let us see the next damn day. 
He gets the smoke and give it to him, too. I mean, give it to him. Make him feel bad to where he need to go on vacation for a couple of months. <laughs> Real talk. No pun intended. Oh, man. Jacqueline, appreciate the contribution. She's the best. She says, hey, John Away, you guys rock. Keep the great content coming. I love it. And one of my things that I really do enjoy, and again, this is why I always share my draft write-ups because I'm wrong a lot, whatever. I like to be held accountable. It's something that's important to me, whether I'm right or wrong. And one of the things that's important is like people are like, oh, you're just like you believe you 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 just can't give up on trade no matter what. And I'm like, no, that's not it at all. There's nothing to give up on yet because we haven't seen it. It's potential just because you haven't done it yet. I want Trey to be the quarterback. I want Brock to be the quarterback. Like those two guys are incredible, but I want the opportunity to see. I have not seen enough from Trey to discount him or to love him. I want to see it. There's a reason why you traded up for him. Let's go see it. And it's funny because everybody's running with, oh, Sam Darnold's in the game because he's at the he's at the game. He's one of the, the boys, right? I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> Trey's not one of the boys. And yeah. he doesn't that's because like, Trey's ass is at practice getting right. So let that sink in. I can honestly say, in working with his agent, we tried to get him out to our draft party in Vegas. And when we were first setting up the draft party, the, the agent and Trey were in until mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. they found out where it was. And they said, nope, Trey does not want the image of a partier. He doesn't want the image. He wants to work. He is not. Because you remember right after he got drafted, he went with Kittle in the gang to, to Vegas, Vegas. for and his the birth- same Twitter people yeah. roasted the shit out of him saying, mm-hmm. oh, he's not taking it serious. It's just the biggest I, double standard ever. It's. I'm just excited to see what's going to be brewing with the 49ers when camp hits. OTAs is on its way. You got rookie mini camp first. A couple weeks off, you're going to have OTAs. Trey Lance is going to be the leading guy. We already know they're going to get split reps. These are the things that we do know. That's concrete, which you want. You want to see yes. Sam Darnold run with the ones. You want to see how well he prog- he's progressed when he's facing the number one defense opposed to facing the number two or the number three defense. That's common sense, right? And so, like, you want to see Trey Lance the same way. That way you can get a really good assessment. I think that the thing with me about Trey Lance is I get that we don't know what he can become, but damn it. Give this kid an opportunity, and then let's find out. Because at let's the end out. of the day, we'll never know. We can't say that he's washed up. We can't say that he's a bust. How can we say that? He hasn't played football. He hasn't played enough football to be any of those things other yeah. than be great. I'm sorry I'm the half-glass fool where I feel like he's just going to be great. That's just who I am. And and I feel like he's going to come out and punch everybody in the mother freaking mouth. That's kind of how I see it. That's what you do against adversity. You punch it in the mouth. Smack it right in the lips. Right. <laughs> I love it. And I'll say this. If Brock Purdy was healthy, Brock Purdy should start. I believe that. But that's not the case. It's that's not, not the case. case. And so that's why it, it makes sense for me. And I think, Wayne, I'll speak for you here, too. Let's see what he's got. What, what are you – what's what's being lost here? Let's Nothing. Just Here's why, John. You got the number one damn defense. You still got a crazy-ass number high-powered offense. And now you're going to put in a quarterback that has this high-powered offense who can be high-powered. It's like a win-win. Even if yeah. he starts slow, it's still a win. I don't care if we win by one point for the first 17 games. As long as we win in these games, there's nothing we should be saying about it. I don't care if he doesn't go out there and do it, does what Brock can do. Brock is Brock. Trey is Trey. Let Trey be Trey. We let Brock be Brock, and we loved it. How about we let Trey be Trey? Don't expect him to do what Brock does. Expect him to do what Trey does. What I do expect is Kyle Shanahan to use his strengths and let this kid be great. That's what I expect. You know what else is crazy? I was talking with Chuck. You know, you know Chuck. He was with I love draft. Chuck. He's an Eagles guy. And, and once a week we talk where he brings me his outside Niners takes, and I Which bring him my outside Eagles takes just on the phone, usually while I'm playing Halo or something. Um, and he's like, he's like, how many games did Trey Lance play with CMC last year? And I was like, zero. They've never played together. And he's like, wasn't Kittle out to start the year as well? And I was like, yeah, he had Tyler Croft out there. Uh, who just signed today with Miami, and I love that. I'm happy for Croft. Cool. I remember Croft playing with the 49ers pretty well. We only remember that one play, but the rest of the year, he was pretty solid. He, he was yeah. not a bad tight end, but that not one play stands out. Um, anyway, let's wrap up this quarterback talk. I don't like to do quarterback talk because it's I always know, just but nonsense. We, we have but, to because, because our situation is different than all the other 31 teams. 
our coach decides to to make the like he's he's creating this illusion of of it being a drama so we have no choice but to talk about yeah. it but what we do is we support the quarterback it doesn't matter oh, who the quarterback if is. sam darnold's under center week one we're going I'm to go hard 100 percent yes it's it's support your team also got i'd be failed to mention happy birthday trey lance he turned trey 23 lance. years old today yes 23. Um, younger than 10 quarterbacks that were drafted this year wow he's a baby Oof. Oof. all right now Let's transition. I'm excited about this. This is going to be fun. We do our 90-man roster series um, every year where we rank, you know, 1 through 90 or 91 in Alfredo's case. We have some ties. So we had five of our producers rank out the schedule, myself included. And so we did, like, golf scores, right? So, like, Nick Bosa was the highest-ranked player. Um, he was, you know, first, 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 and then second on one list. So you add those up, he got a score of six. Not even close. Nick Bosa is number one. But here is the – the there was a tie in the top five. And Wayne Breezy is going to fix this tie. Now, I'll share – I put out a Twitter poll. Well, and I can I'll tell let you Trent the, Williams is number two, period. He is number two, close. It's the, okay. it's, so here's the scores. Nick Bosa had a six. And remember, the lower the score, the better. This is out of five people's rankings, right? Nick Bosa, six. One person had Trent Williams, one. That's why he got an 11. And then these two players tied for third and fourth. With 22 points. Those two players are, and I want you guys to put this in the chat as well. Who is more valuable just to this year, 2023, Javon Hargrave or Christian McCaffrey? This is Shit. tough. Right? Right. And I think this is a testament to the Niners because, good gosh, that's four pretty damn good players. You're talking Bosa, Trent Williams, CMC, Javon Hargrave. And so they tied with the score of 22 each. Just ahead of Fred Warner at 24. So I have to pick between those two guys who's going to You want be... me to tell you what the poll was? Sure, because, I mean, I know everybody's saying CMC. I get it. Wins, wins Twitter uh, wins, every yeah, time. Yeah. 78% said CMC. Now, I had Javon Hargrave ranked higher. A lot higher. I think I would go with J J Javon Hargrave. He's going to change... The face of the defense. I think. I think you know what. I, 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 everybody's Look at Coach Cruz. Look at he said it was, it was me. him. Coach Cruz was the one that put Trip first. He sure as hell was. I love well, you, Coach. It would have been me too, though, Coach. I, like, <laughs> I, I don't get invited to the the special meetings, but listen, <laughs> I would have. I would have been right there with Coach Cruz. I can tell you that right now. What's up, Peachy? Um, no, John. I I, I go. I'm going with Hargrave. His addition to this team will make everything work and stand out a little bit better. I, but Christian McCaffrey is right behind him. Because without McCaffrey on the offense, the offense is a bit stagnant. They know what Debo is going to do. Here's the, th the cool thing about Christian McCaffrey is you know he's going to run the ball, but you can't stop him. Yeah. With Debo Samuel, you, you know when he's going to run the ball, so you're preparing to put all eight, nine guys in the box to stop him. So – with Christian, you can't stop. But Javon Hargrave on that defense, if you guys thought Nick Bosa was the best defensive player in the league last year, imagine how much better he's going to be this year with the addition of an interior pass rush. Javon Hargrave led the Eagles in double teams. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Look at this, Peachy. Absolutely incredible. Uh, this was on your channel, Wayne. Why don't you take this one? Peachy, you're incredible. Hey, Peachy. Uh, she says, hey, Breezy and John, my bros, this season is going to be ex so exciting. Quarterback one is going to be fascinating. We got this fire. We ready to get this. Excited to find out when these games are going to be. It's time to take six. Hashtag BB. Hashtag CC. Breezy Thank you bunch, so much, baby. Yeah, we in the love building. It. I love it. Now, here's, and, and again, this goes into my rationale for Hargrave and CMC. What's behind them? Okay. Because the depth chart for me is CMC, then Debo, then Elijah Mitchell, then I, Jordan Mason. Agree. It's a bigger depth chart. It's it, it you like you can still win. You can still be as effective with Debo. You can still be as effective with Elijah Mitchell. The moment you take out Javon Hargrave, everybody's focusing on Nick Bosa again. We haven't seen it yet. We've seen <laughs> what CMC did, which was unbelievable. 
right? Like what CMC did was great. Amazing. It, it changed everything. It made Jimmy Garoppolo the best quarterback he's ever been in his life. He it made, it made him a top Purdy ten quarterback MVP. in the league. Like, it it made him a top ten quarterback in the league. It it made yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo a top ten, and then it made Brock Purdy a top three quarterback in the league, like five or whatever you want to call him. Like that's what that's the addition of Christian McCaffrey. He makes the offense. He saves the offense. And he allows the off he he makes the defenses play honest. Because that and that's what you want. And that's why I'm so happy for a healthy Trey Lance. Because now you have a quarterback that can option with the run, that can option with the throw, that can he he, he can do so many different things that where the defense is gonna be like, oh shoot, I don't know which one to defend. So let me defend quarterback first. And then there's your running lanes, and now everybody's going to be able to go out there and and gash them up the middle for rushes and gash to the outside. So it's going to be interesting. But I'm going with Hargrave, then CMC. Look at Ty right here. Ty, the look creator. At got. Ty's the best, man. Uh, he is incredible. Uh, you, you're the man, Ty. It was so cool whenever he came out to Vegas and hung out with us. He's uh, that, amazing. Sure. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Um, now, he, and so back to this, okay? Now let's, let's tip the scales. Let's talk Javon Hargrave. You remember the 49ers defense wasn't elite to start the year. No. You remember didn't. that Falcons well, game? Like well, it was well, rough. Can can Go we ahead. can we push back a smidget? Cause I thought that I thought the defense was elite to the injury of Emmanuel mostly. And then it took a cur- then it took a, a, a punch in the mouth, a punch in the gut, however you want to look at it. That's much better said than what I said. Much more accurate to what I said as well. But like I remember when our defensive tackles weren't great, it was rough. I remember that Falcons game, man. Oh, we were there, John. I know that Falcons game hurt. It they hurt. ran the ball, um, but it, it 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 also, in my opinion, though, I know I know they rushed the ball really well. I know they were gashing us up the middle, so I know exactly where you're going with this. But it all started after the big run on third down for Marcus Mariota when we couldn't contain him. I forgot who missed the tackle. I think it was Nick Bosa. I think he overpursued. Mariota was the NFC player of the week that game. You weren't supposed to remind us. He, he had that. one incompletion. It was in the fourth quarter. That dude played the best game of his damn career <laughs> in against the NFL. This defense. Yeah. He was he was what damn is, near Oregon. Jared Stidham and Effin Marcus Mariota. Like just went off on this defense. It was um, like two quarterbacks hell. they just didn't prepare well for. I guess. Uh, it, it it's weird. It, I don't think that they took them like for granted or like you know we're just like ah whatever we'll just see what happens here. But it was weird because nobody expected those two quarterbacks to go off. Now, here's what's crazy. The 49ers allowed four teams to rush for over 100 yards collectively. Good point. Okay? Yeah. Three of those games were in the first um, nine weeks of the year. Once you got Eric Armstead back in week 12, that stuff was done. It was done. It was done because you finally got quality defensive tackle play. And that's why I'm like, man. We, we've seen the finished product of CMC, which is incredible, makes everybody better, especially George Kittle and the quarterbacks. I'm not discounting CMC. What is a more premium position? Oh, the defensive tackle. Absolutely. Look at the money. Look at the dollars. Yeah. Both got new deals this year. It's not yeah. even close. $21 million Yeah. versus I think you got 14.3 uh, average is CMC's deal. Um, but, but, he, but, but, but don't discredit. Let's not discount CMC's value one bit because he's not your like this dialogue atypical running back right he's a weapon so he's he's built like a running back he's trained to play like a running back whereas Debo is built like a receiver and trained to play like a receiver but can run the ball Christian McCaffrey can also go out for passes and then kill you in that game too so when you got your running back that can line out in the slot that can win every time in the slot that can win outside like that that's what makes him so valuable. That's yeah. what makes that's why is there a big drop from is there a big drop from CMC to Debo? They're different. I mean, they're different. They um, are different, but as far as value. It's weird because you got both of them. I think you have the two <laughs> most versatile. You throw an Eckler in that conversation, maybe Kamara used to be, but like 
you've got the two most versatile wide receiver slash running backs in the NFL. I think Corderell Patterson's the older version, and Shanahan's gone after him every chance he's had and never got him. Like, that's the weird thing, right? We saw what Debo did by himself, 1,770 total yards. I mean, last year, CMC, how many? I think he had 1,800 total yards last year. Yeah, too bad he didn't start as of before. 1,880 total yards last year, 13 touchdowns between the Panthers and the Niners. Yeah. You're, you're, you're persuading me a little bit. So your final decision, all right, you're the tiebreaker in this. I'm still going Hargrave because there was only one, there was only one thing I wanted us to do in the offseason and free agency. What was that? I wanted us to sign a defensive interior guy. It was uh, Javon Hargrave. I didn't think my, they would. I didn't Jav- think they would. Hargrave was my number two because you know who my number one was, but – the Washington Commanders put the tag on him, and I think Hargrave is a much better interior pass rusher than the guy that I wanted. Except for the guy that I want, I just felt like was younger, could grow with this team. Hargrave's a little up there in the age, not old, but you know, up there in his thirties. At the end of the day, we got what we needed. I'm gonna and say if, this: if you look, I, John, before you say this, if you look at those top teams, go back to the go back to the playoffs. Look at those teams in the playoffs. Where were they strongest? The interior defensive line, Kansas City, the Philadelphia Eagles. The 49ers had the weakest interior defensive line in the playoffs. There it is, man. Look at Dancing. Uh, She's incredible. Trivia winner right here, past trivia winner. Said the key is having CMC and Debo at the same time. Defenses have to pick on a key. And my favorite lineup we did is when both CMC and Debo were in the backfield, you play action one, you sprint out the other one the opposite way, you're forcing everybody to the perimeter outside the numbers, George Kittle wide open in the middle, right? We saw the Brock Purdy, uh-uh, 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 right? Like, like it's just pick your poison. You're stressing these teams horizontally. Horizontally with Trey Lance, you can stretch them vertically. vertically. We have not seen that adaptation to the Shanahan offense since Shanahan not, showed up. Not from Trey, and so that is, I think, what's scaring everybody because the way that the team is built, we're more of a horizontal, you know, going across the field, dink and dunk, you know, yak type of of a team. Kyle needs to switch that junk up. You got a quarterback that can get the ball down the field. You got wide receivers that can outrun DBs. It's time to stretch the D. It's time to change it up. And I think we're going to see a lot of – we're going to see a big difference uh, in the game plan. Even Sam Darnold can stretch the defense. He likes to get vertical yes. down the field as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he's got an arm. Now, I do want to flex for Wayne a little bit because I was wrong on a lot of things. No. Um, I wanted – to spend money on the edge. Niners didn't do that. Wayne gotcha. wanted to spend money on the defensive tackle. They did. Wayne wanted to target a safety early. I was like, no, I don't value that. I don't think the Niners do either. They traded up for it. Wayne got that one right. I didn't want to spend a high pick on a kicker. Wayne was pretty consistent with that one. Dude, uh, like, again, props. We talked Thank about you, being bro. a catapult earlier. It's, I you think, what it, man. I mean, I mean, Kudos to you guys, man. Kudos to my my family from nothing but Niners, nitty gritty. You know, it, it, we just when we collectively come together, we get to sit and have these conversations like a big old powwow. I like when we all come together and we do the events, and because we just get to sit down and talk, and we kind of look at what the 49ers, who they were, and where they're going, and they're always trying to change it up a little bit. And so this year they changed it up a lot a bit, right? They kind of hit us with the with the the ookie dookie jukes, right? We didn't know where they were going. I just had this inkling that you know we were pretty stacked and it made sense if we went after a safety knowing that you got your starting safety on a one-year deal uh and he's kind of old and he was contemplating retirement and why not go and get a great guy and so whether you guys feel like he's going to be ready to go day one or not that's not the point jair brown john you put out this tweet and it was so freaking dope i smacked myself twice and called me susan because i'm like damn it (laughs) That was my job. I was supposed to put that out before John. He did it. Kudos to John. You talked about how we drafted and the takeaways that we got from our draft. Point intended. Those guys get interceptions. Those guys force turnovers. Even Jalen Graham. Nobody's talking about Jalen Graham. John, I challenge you to have a Jalen Graham presentation this Friday so we can show 
my comp to Jalen Graham, Ooh. like ceiling of Jalen Graham, is Navarro Bowman. That's what I get from Jalen Graham. I want you to go back and look at Jalen Graham, and you can see why, why I said that. If you guys go out there and watch some film, just watch the damn highlights. You can see why I said that's Navarro Bowman 2.0. Instincts, 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 man. Uh, that dude, my favorite thing is just how quick trigger his response are with his keys. I mean, yeah, I'm excited about that. Friday's going to be fun, guys. Friday's going to be a good time. That's going to be over on the John, or sorry, over on the Wayne Show. See, we're synonymous. You see what I'm saying? I'm mixing yeah, each other absolutely. up. absolutely. We're we just looking like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Dynamite Dave says, hey, John, can you talk about what games will have your deals? Do we know yet? I don't know yet. Um, here's the process, okay? Thursday, the schedule comes out. Then after that happens, I sit down with the wifey and our calendar, um, and she tells me what games I can go to and which ones I can't. Then I get on with the brain trust, Wayne, Nick, Vicky, all those freaking awesome Road Rush crew people. And we figure out what we can work out, and then we build from there. So, and on top of that, I'm just going to be honest, the Chapmans might be moving. Um, we're we're going to find out a little bit more about that the 20th of May. So, like, we're finding out a couple weeks before we might be moving, which will affect this, but uh, in a positive way, if we do move uh, to the Bay Area, be able to do a lot more home games. But anyway, so we're going to be very transparent through this process. I don't want to rush and say we're going to be doing one and then pull out of that. I don't want to do that. Um so just we got time. Trust me. Um, I, I will be setting up all kinds of fun stuff. We will be setting up all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, we'll be getting there. We'll be getting there. Um, all right, here we go. Let's do our next one. You ready, Wayne? Sure. All right. First uh, one's this, tough, though. Uh, this one's not easier. These guys tied for 12th and 13th with a score of 60 each. Colton McKivitz, Eric Armstead. Which one has a larger impact on the 2023 season success of the 49ers? Colton McKivitz, Eric Armstead. It's it's <laughs> going to be it's going to be it's going to be Colton McKivitz. Ooh. And this is this is not a shot to Eric Armstead, but honestly, I think his job has got a lot easier. And he just added some years onto his sentence. <laughs> no pun. I'm, I didn't mean to say it like that, but he's added some years onto his career. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to have a, a piece of cake job, but man, he's going to get one on ones all day. No more doubles on Eric Armstead. This is excellent, right? And so that's why I'm kind of going with Colton because it's like his job is that right tackle spot. You know, you know that 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 position. And can I say this about Colton McKivitz because no one's giving this guy any any good juju. And I will say this. I know he hasn't started, you know, for a season as the right tackle, but let me just remind everybody real quick. I know we want to upgrade at the position. I'm not going to – you know, I'm not wrong in saying that I think Colton McKivitz is an upgrade as a pass protector over Mike McGlinchey. Yep, I said it. That's it. He's a better pass blocker than Mike McGlinchey. Is he a better run blocker? No. But you're going to give us some time to get to gel in with these guys, and I feel like Colton McKivitz's job and his value is that much – it's it's much more than what Eric Arm says. So I would rank him a little bit I, – I would give him the nudge at 12 – Put Armstead at thirteen, um, because we need Colton McKivitz to be be good. He doesn't even have to be great. He just has to do his damn job, yeah. right? Go out there, and you guys said protect the quarterback. I think that's what everybody wants. Well, if he's a better pass protector, he's a better blocker, then he's probably going to protect the damn quarterback. You want you want some stats? I can give you some grades. And, and, and as far as like what I mean by that, I mean he doesn't have a lot of games underneath his belt. Right. But when he played. You haven't have you had Trent Williams co-signing the man when he started, like he's just a he's a better pass protector and pass blocking, and it's probably because he's not of size at six 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 seven whatever Mike McGlinchey was, and he doesn't get bull rushed, he doesn't get knocked on his butt, and no, so he's that, he's mean. He's a mean, solid dude. He's from we he went to West Virginia for God's sakes. He had some of the funnest tape because he was the last person making contact on every single play, like. He he was rough. And Clayton, look at the the producer, the man behind the scenes. Eighty five point nine pass blocking grade from PFF last year in his snaps. Fifty two point seven run blocking grade. Look at that, Clayton, Clayton. I owe you a dollar. I give you another dollar, Clayton, <laughs> if you can pull up. Because I was 
I was on the way because Big Papa doesn't let me slack off on anything. Shit, I'm still waking up. But uh, (laughs) if you can get me Mike McGlinchey's as well, and then we can compare the stats. I think Mike McGlinchey's run blocking grade is probably going to be 80s, and pass blocking is probably going to be in the 60s. And that was Mike McGlinchey's best year pass blocking. Um, The problem was... He just had back-to-back, you know, it was the McGlinchey curse, right? Like, he was going to have one to two bad plays a game that didn't look bad, looked terrible. They they happened at the worst opportune time, too. So not only was it his bad luck, it's just that, damn it, they happened at times we scored touchdowns. (laughs) Clayton's on it, baby. Hey, I I was – how close was I? 65.5 pass blocking – and 73.3 run blocking for Mike McGlinchey. God dang it, Breezy was close. I said damn near 80 and 60. So, man, if we're just in it, this is a very small sample size for McKivitz, but you're talking 85.9 pass blocking from 65.5. Like, that's not a small jump. That's 20-plus points. And and look who he had Can to he block. do it consistently? That's well, the... the well, see, that's why I want to give some upside to the guy, right? Because last year, when you look at the offensive line, we had to address three positions in one season. You had Aaron Banks starting at your left guard. He never played before. You had a brand-new damn center in there in Jake Brendel, who's never played before. You had a rookie who's never even been in the league before at your right guard. And then it was Mike McGlinchey. So you went into last season with two bookends. They didn't look good weeks one through six. <laughs> <laughs> like seven. Yeah. They didn't look good, but then they started to gel. Here's the thing, John. We got four guys returning to the offensive line with one new guy starting. I like my chances. I like, I like the it. odds. You know, it's interesting because last year I went back and looked at our last year's rankings, and I had Daniel Brunskill at 12 because we all thought Brunskill was the starter. He didn't start. He didn't start at all. He got injured. Brunskill came, uh, not Brunskill, um, Burford came in, took the job. They rotated some. And so my question is for Colton McKivitz, I think he gets first shot. Would I be shocked at all? And I'm not trying to like say I'm low on Colton McKivitz. I think Matt Pryor is pretty damn close to Colton McKivitz. I wouldn't be shocked if I'd put the over under at uh, Pryor started games at four and a half. Like I think he's going to get work. And And it's okay. It's okay because at the end of the day, who's your better swing tackle? <laughs> look at look at Brian. Oh, Trey I know. Oh I, my I, I was chuckling earlier. Does Colton uh, help his quarterback back up if he gives up a sack, or does he step over him? One of my least favorite things about Mike McGlinchey, if you watched all our breakdowns on Patreon, <laughs> we did every single play the last two and a half years. Is when Colton McKivitz had a, or whenever McGlinchey had a bad play, worst body language in the world. That comment right there. Remember, I said he blocked better people. Jay coming through, man. And, I mean, God forbid. I'm not saying we lost the NFC Championship because of the Trent Williams injury, but we lost the NFC Championship because Trent Williams wasn't healthy. And can you imagine if – and Trent said, damn it, I should have just let – I should have let – he should have just started. I, I shouldn't have played. He, my, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy Trent's an Iron Man. He went out there. He played injured. Cool. I'm just saying, like – He's being endorsed. That should that should mean something. And John, you're probably right. But if and if if Matt Pryor does beat out Colton McKivitz or if anybody else beats him out, I still like the fact that McKivitz was is the best swing tackle on the team. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And, and Jalen Moore, you know, they like him at left tackle, but we'll see. He fixes in there. And and probably my question, because again, I had Eric Armstead higher. Okay. But I had him back to back. But Eric Armstead ain't losing his job. No, that dude is the starter and will be the starter as long as he's healthy. Um, and so that's why I had Armstead higher. But I, I'm finding out that any poll I do that is offense versus defense that doesn't have Nick Bosa or Fred Warner involved into it, everybody votes offense. Um, look at look at George. I love this. He says, "Don't sleep on Alejandro Gutierrez uh, at right tackle." There's a reason why he's still on the team. And man, I like one of my favorite moments last year. We talked about this on a previous episode when we were in Mexico City. Mexico City, yeah. And they let uh, Gutierrez lead him out of the tunnel. Like that was just cool as hell, man. He's Great such team. a good dude. Great culture here yeah. with the 49ers. And I can see why players want to play here. I can see why players want to sign here. And this is and that's something I've been I've been hoping for for a long time. 
Because when it comes down to free agency, yeah, it comes down to money, but it also comes down to opportunity. And I think players are just saying to themselves, damn it, I want to be in an opportune world contending for something with a great group of guys and a great set of coaches. And I think the culture of the 49ers resonates throughout the NFL. And you can see that the NFL being a copycat league, look at how other teams and organizations are starting to run. Yeah. Uh, Shate says, I was surprised when Trent admitted he should have let McKivitt start. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard a player that caliber. Yeah, he talked about how he, he he wanted to play through the strength. He's a warrior, and that's what warriors are. But he, he said repeatedly, I think he's talked about it three or four times, how it would have been better for the 49ers to let McKivitt's play uh, over me being injured. Um, he he's He's the man. No doubt about it. Now, before we jump in, we're about to get to our Q&A episode. I have a slight announcement. I hope people don't get too upset. Um, we've been doing our Wednesday 1994 Patreon Watch Party Series. We're going to postpone this one one week. Warriors play uh, Wednesday night. Um, and I've had a couple people reach out to me saying that they're going uh, they're going to be there and they wanted to postpone it. We got the 49ers-Cowboys 1994 game up next. And I don't want anybody to miss this one. So we're going to postpone it. So there's not going to be a watch party this Wednesday. Watch some basketball. Have a good time. Um, go Warriors. I'm not a Warriors fan. I feel weird saying that. I'm a Mavs guy. But I do root for the Warriors because I'm like an empathetic fan of people I follow. Is that right? Like I, I understand most Niners fans are Warriors fans. So I'm just like, all right, cool. I, I, can, I can pull for that. So anyway, we will get to that next Wednesday. Um, so just want to let you know, I'll make a post on Patreon as well, just to update that for everybody. So no watch party this Wednesday. Hope everybody's okay. Nobody gets too mad at me, but uh, it's been requested by a couple people. So I want to respect that. Um, so yeah, we'll do that. So now let's go to the mad scientist segment, the questions that have been coming through in this chat. Let's dive in. Let's see where the people want to go. Let's get weird. Here we go. First question from Max. Thoughts on, oh, he's got three players. Marcus like Peters, Byron Jones, Shaquille Griffin being free agent still. Uh, do you do you think we're satisfied with our in-house guys, or would you rather go for a proven vet? Um, Wayne, pick one of these players you want to talk about. I'll take the other two. Um, I I would go with uh, the, the older vet in the Byron Jones. Not sure how much football he has less, left in his tank. Uh, but if the 49ers uh, wanted to go with a cheap free agent that they feel they can kind of like move up and down the practice squad, kind of manipulate, it would be the Byron Jones. Um, I know John's going to talk a little bit about Marcus Peters and Shaquille Griffith, but just my thoughts on Marcus Peters, as much as I love the kid, um, you know, I don't think he fits the team's culture. We just talked about what the culture is here. He may be mature now, but uh, the, the Marcus Peters we know, wouldn't fit this culture and he's a big risk taker and and you got to ask yourself do you want that here do you want a guy that can potentially get you an interception he's going to take the risk he's going to miss something he's going to miss time the jump i just think that the 49ers got their guys they got short guys and honestly when it comes to these guys max i don't see the 49ers making any moves until unless something happens in camp i'll leave it at that i won't I, that that's 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 the only way i see them making a move yeah, Byron Jones, like he came out and talked about how he can barely run nowadays. Yeah. I don't think he officially retired, Bo. Maybe he did, but maybe he did. Maybe he uh, did. Shaquille Griffin makes sense. He's the perfect prototype of, you know, six foot, 194 right there, but he's not with the team, was with Seahawks, Jags. But Marcus Peters is a hard no. Imagine being so toxic. Andy Reid forces you out of his program at a Dang. huge position of need. Like women and children cause harm. You're a team captain there. But being so toxic that Andy Reid, and then you've got McVay in L.A., then you've got Harbaugh in Baltimore not wanting to do with this guy. I just don't think it makes much sense. He's a hell of a player, but he got kicked out of two college programs on top of that. So that that's mm-hmm. a big no for me. Um, yeah, right here, Ty says, you know, 49ers defense is all about staying disciplined, taking risks, gets you burned. Um, we saw that in the middle of last year. I think you're right. I think you're right. Here we go. Um, what do y'all think about the XFL quarterback we picked up? Okay. Um, Steven Montez from the Sea Dragons. He went to Colorado, uh, played football there. 
Uh, he played. He was on a couple of NFL teams. I believe he had a little stint with the Saints. He, he's brought in to be, to be the uh, the practice, not the practice squad, the, uh, rookie, the rookie quarterback. minicamp quarterback. He's not on the team. He's, he's not on. Not the team. officially on the team. He's so just guys, there for the rookie minicamp. Right. Any guys that got invites to the rookie minicamp don't have deals. This is a workout tryout uh, where they can get film, NFL film together. Uh, and they can kind of like put out some tape and and hopefully get picked up by a squad. For the 49ers, it's good because they get there, they get to work out with these guys, and they can kind of like see. There's not going to be any installs at rookie mini camp or things like that. It's going to be just some drills and and things and kind of you know work guys through things. But uh, that's what these invites are. So when they're invited, no deals, straight invite. You come work out, you practice, and you get to get some of that 49er fanfare. Yeah, which is cool. So, and, and that's what we got today. Wayne, we're going to be on your show Friday. Friday, baby. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Pacific time. Eastern time. Your time. There we go. We, we started where we left, where you know, we finished where we started. <laughs> the, this three hour show. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, Wayne, you're the best there is. I appreciate you solving these um, two problematic issues we had. Um, so, we're going Javon Hargrave over CMC. Yeah, I I cho- I uh, your your argument for Armstead over McKivitz was bang on, so you could leave that one. But I just like I just cool. I'm I'm bigging up McKivitz, man. I'm going for all the underdogs this year. I love it. I love it. Uh, want to say thank you to Clayton, the man behind the scenes. He absolutely crushed it as always. Always. Uh, and that's gonna do it for us. So until next time, Friday, just a couple short days away, we'll be back together. Uh, be careful out there on these Twitter streets. Uh, if you're on Twitter. It's a rough place, baby. And happy it's, birthday to Trey Lance. Go ahead, Wade. Birthday, Trey. It's very rough. It's it's <laughs> rough. I haven't been on Twitter much. I I need a break. Yeah, it, it gets toxic, man. Especially this time of year. This time last year, everybody was talking about trading Debo. Um, yes. I mean, it's just it's cyclical. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's not going to be too long till morons start talking about how we need to trade Bosa because they're not signing them yet. Whenever the playbook's already set, so just just know. Just know. Be Don't patient. Pay attention. Faithful. Yeah, it's going to be all right. So, it, it, shoot. Take us out, Wayne. Take us out, man. Listen. <laughs> I got the video ready this time. That's so what I'm, I'm talking not... about. Listen, <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in. Your boy Breezy, the one and only John Chapman. Shout out to Clayton. Stay strong, faithful. We out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.